1: For the Newsmax Daily, from Newsmax, America's fastest-growing cable news channel. Now, now, here's your host, Rob Carson. Hello
2: and welcome to the show. Thursday edition of the show. The swamp is so swampy. It's like the swamp was getting drained and then, uh, you know, it started to fill up again. Uh, somebody put the plug back in the, uh, in the bathtub when <laughs> Donald Trump left office. So we're going to get to uh, all of this, uh, the media and the uh, Biden administration defending treason, defending treason. Special guest this morning, Emerald Robinson going to be joining us. Also, a on Capitol Hill testifying about how the FBI, the FBI was given a heads up on massive molestation that was happening by a coach. They dismissed it, and they let it go on for another almost two years, and hundreds of cases of molestation happened in the meantime. The head of the FBI, Christopher Wray, uh, attempted to apologize. Yeah, apologize for that. So that's all coming up. Uh, Just go to Stamps.com today and enter promo code Newsmax if you're thinking about getting Stamps.com. You're tired of going to the post office. I have it here. I've got my own little scale here, and I save money. 40% 40% off post office rates and up to 66% off UPS rates. And all you got to do is just go to stamps.com, and a promo code Newsmax, and you get a four-week trial, free, plus free postage and a digital scale. I wrote this last night. At least I don't know if this is necessarily a column, but it's just some thoughts that I had about this. And I will tell you that it is not being echoed anywhere about if things that were said in Bob Woodward's book, Peril, are true. Okay. Share this with others today. Share the podcast with others today. I don't think you're going to find this anywhere else. If true, without evidence of proof or proof, unilaterally, the Speaker of the House, the sworn enemy of Donald Trump, who is in charge of the security of the Capitol and refused National Guard assistance before January 6th, the woman who literally tore up Donald Trump's State of the Union speech immediately after delivering it, calls the head of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, another partisan, and says... If they couldn't stop him from an assault on the Capitol, who knows what else he may do? And is there anybody in charge at the White House who is doing anything but kissing his big fat butt over this? He's crazy. You know, he's crazy. He's been crazy for a long time. General Milley replies, Madam Speaker, I agree with you on everything. We need to usurp his absolute duty of being Commander-in-Chief. Call the top Chinese CCP general. Tell him, and by the way, he did call General Lee, and this is what he said. General Lee, you and I have known each other now for five years. If we're going to attack, I'm going to call you ahead of this. This is according to the book, by the way. This, of course, would immediately put all of our forces and troops in immediate grave danger, essentially pushing them into what a, I would consider to be an ambush mission that would surely precipitate defeat. This is about forsaking the commander-in-chief for political purposes and betting down with an extraordinarily dangerous political foe. Nancy Pelosi is the enemy of Donald Trump. There is no doubt about that. Absolutely no doubt about that. And we're going to break the chain of command and take the president of the United States out of the way with regard to military decisions. Nancy Pelosi and uh, General Milley were paranoid about January the 6th. Nancy Pelosi did nothing to prevent January the 6th from happening, even though the FBI, which is about as credible as nothing, said that there would be people there and there could be some some, uh, unsavory elements. But she did nothing. People were able to walk up, literally tap out a window glass in a door, reach their hand in, unlock the door and march in. And then hundreds were just let in by the Capitol Police. But somehow, because of all this, and Nancy Pelosi knows everything that happened that day. And by the way, uh, after another impeachment, it was shown that Donald Trump did not incite any of that. Yet Nancy Pelosi calls using this moment which had been blown up by Democrats and by the the mainstream media is the worst thing to ever, the worst assault on the United States since 1812, which is absolute nonsense, uses it to call Millie and say, yeah, he's really crazy. Well, no, not really. He did a really damn good job running the country. And uh, Joe Biden, everything that he has done, uh, everything that he touches is the reverse Midas touch. It turns to crap. El Crapola. That said, Jensaki, a defendant in a very snarky, very snotty, very oh boy, I could use other words, defended Millie yesterday. I want you to listen to this 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 college educated elitist little twit, little snarky little just sounds like an intern.
3: This president, this current president, uh, who follows the Constitution... No, he
2: doesn't, actually. He's ruling by Executive Fiat.
3: ...who's not fomenting an insurrection, who follows the rule of law... Uh,
2: the January 6th uh, event it was not an insurrection. The FBI said it was not an insurrection.
3: ...has complete confidence in Chairman Milley and... Chairman serving, Milley. ...continuing to serve in his role. And even as Republicans may criticize him and have questions about his suitability to continue would that be a factor that President Biden would consider, separate from his judgment about how he conducted himself? I don't think the President is looking for the guidance of members of Congress who stood by while the their, the president of their par, the President of the United States and the leader of their party fomented an insurrection, and many of them were okay, silent.
2: you see that's another lie that's an absolute lie. If she's a lying liar who lies, I don't know maybe it's the hair dye, maybe it's that is it that that red is that that food coloring uh, the red food dye number nine that's so devastatingly bad for you? Maybe she uses that in her hair. I don't know. I'm not sure. But anyway, uh, yeah, there she is, lying, lying, and lying. And uh, we've got a mentally unfit man in office right now. It is it is uh, absolutely unavoidable anymore. There's no doubt that he is mentally unfit for office. He is completely he. They cut him off mid-sentence. He he puts a lid on his days uh, at one o'clock in the afternoon. He is incoherent a good share of the time, and there is no question about his leadership. Unbelievable, guys! Unbelievable. You know what? Honestly, after a while, when you look at all of the the dearth of information and all the stuff that's going on. In this country is because I'm not stupid. Do you know why I think that the uh, 2020 election, there was a great deal of election chicanery with uh, five battleground states having their vote counting shut down simultaneously and then reopening the next morning with uh, a 95 to 100 percent votes for Joe Biden, just enough to get victory. Do you know why I say that the election was fraudulent? Because I'm not freaking stupid. Okay. do you know why I think that uh, pulling out of Afghanistan, the troops first and then realizing, oh, hell, we left in everybody back there, all of our friends and allies and shutting down background air force base was a bad idea a horrific face plant because i'm not stupid okay we're not stupid we get it and you could say all you want that joe biden is of sound mind and body and all of that stuff and you could say that there was a january 6 insurrection to take over the government and it's all going to mean nothing it's all going to be nothing because we're not stupid here is general milley a couple years ago saying that china's not our enemy
4: you alluded to in the previous question uh, china's not an enemy uh... And I think that's important for people to clearly understand. Uh, China is a rising power. Uh, China has been a rising power t- since uh, Deng Xiaoping in 79. And they've been clicking off at 10% growth for you know, almost 30 yeah, years. Yeah,
2: there is that whole cultural revolution thing that, that killed 30 million to 60 million people. But otherwise, they're, they're great people.
4: And they dropped down about 7% last year two. The only
2: thing I don't like about China is you can't get any good American food there.
4: And they'll probably drop again, you know, and come into the range of normalcy and 3 to 5% growth. But that's still significant economic growth.
2: Is there any surprise that this guy who's supposed to be a military leader, who's supposed to look objectively at the world and our enemies, is, uh, you know, in bed with China? Two people. Coup d'etat. Two people saying that they could do this is out of control. And a roll call vote at the Pentagon with like-minded sycophants that Millie had is, is in no way, shape, or form any kind of way to take the president out of the United States out of the chain of command with regard to the military without Congress knowing. Do you get it now? Do you get it now? Here is uh, Sebastian Gorka on uh, Newsmax talking about General Milley and what a political tool he is. Look,
0: the fact pattern is given. General Milley has undermined and subverted President Trump in office after the president restored order in Washington, D.C., after intent was made to firebomb St. John's Episcopal Church, the presidential church, one block from the White House, Milley made a statement afterwards saying he apologized for being seen with his commander-in-chief as they walked to that church. Then he proceeded to make political statements. You can see the amazing clips um, that Greg Kelly played on his show yesterday, where he made political statements in uniform about the United States. This is a man.
2: He was ready to assume the role of commander in chief like they do in uh, in uh, the Banana Republic countries. That's what he was ready to do. He was ready to take over leadership of the United States of America with the Speaker of the House without Congress knowing about it. Think about that, guys. That is a high crime and misdemeanor.
0: Who said in testimony that he is fine with bigoted racist theories like critical race theory being taught at West Point. We're not stupid. We know he's a traitor. So this, is, this isn't a soldier... This is definitely not a general. This is a political activist who is on the side of those who wish to undermine the MAGA movement and the will of the American
2: people. Another reason we're not stupid is we know that uh, there is a level five bio lab in Wuhan, China, where they were doing gain of function research, which the United States actually funded, where they were taking animal viruses and converting them into human viruses. And all of a sudden, a pandemic uh, comes from Wuhan, China. Wuhan, China, wow, it, maybe it's somebody who ate some bat soup at a market. No, no, it came from the freaking lab. Uh, even John Stewart said that. John Stewart has eaten alive by the left, by the way, for even suggesting the obvious. So the reason why I think that the virus came from the Wuhan lab and was immediately covered up, do you know why I think it came from the Wuhan lab? Because I'm not stupid. There you go. I'm not stupid. Here's a little bit more of uh, Seb Gorka on John Muckman's show yesterday on Newsmax. If this man,
0: if I had called up the Chinese... PLA, the People's Liberation Army, to give them, I don't know, a a piece of technology, a secure piece of equipment. I should be in a federal supermax for the rest of my life. Here, we have this statement from his press secretary moments ago admitting that he was talking to his counterparts. That's not your job. Warning the Chinese of Fake things you are propagating about the commander in chief is the definition of treason, aiding and abetting our enemies. This man has to be arrested, investigated, and if he's found guilty, locked. Away
2: now, for those of you who think that Joe Biden certainly is of sound mind and body, and and no general should go behind his back, and the Speaker of the House should not go behind his back and say, "Hey, you know, uh, maybe there's something wrong with this guy," and we can't uh, we can't tell. Here's uh, Joe Biden uh, talking about uh, we, he he had a meeting yesterday with uh, the what the Prime Minister of Australia and of course uh, Boris Johnson, who Jesus get a haircut, man of uh, Great Britain. Uh, yesterday they had this uh, this uh, they're going to work together to build a nuclear powered submarine fleet uh, to fight against China with just a distraction, basically, merely. Uh, but, of course, the president of the United States completely forgot who uh, Scott Morrison of, uh, of Australia is. And,
5: yeah. Thank you. Over to you, Mr. President. Thank you, Boris. And
2: I want to thank uh, that fellow down under. Thank you very much, pal. Appreciate it, Mr. Prime Minister. You know, it's like that guy in the office, you know, you, know, you just never know his name. And one day, how bad would you feel if that guy said, hey, what's my name? Oh, come on, dude. <laughs> you know, I know your name. It's really, what is it? Ah, uh, b- buddy, buddy. Hey, buddy, buddy. Let's listen to that again. Let's listen to the, the guy who uh, is, uh, is crystal clear, according to uh, the Secretary of State, compared to uh, Donald Trump, who, uh, who raised the uh, standard of living in this country, uh, uh, became the pride of uh, America, made our military strong around the world again, made us respected around the world again. He's insane, but this guy isn't. And I want to thank uh, that fellow down under. Thank you very much, pal. Appreciate it, Mr. Prime Minister. Now that fella down under. Oh, and here's the uh, Australian analysis of the president forgetting their leaders, forgetting his name altogether.
6: Lots to unpack. A very significant announcement. Uh, but, Chris, can I start um, with um, perhaps something a little trite? But that fella from down under, I mean, totally orcs. <laughs> AUKUS. Well, uh, yeah, almost as awkward as the acronym AUKUS, <laughs> Australia, <the> United Kingdom, <laughs> the United States. But let's not oh. underestimate the fact that this is a massive moment for sure Australia. Is.
2: Yeah, just forget that we're dealing with a man who can't remember our leader's name. We're going to enter this nuclear uh, submarine deal with a guy who doesn't even know who the hell our leader's name is. Here is Joe Scarborough yesterday defending everything about the deep state, including General Milley. Joe Scarborough is a swamp dweller from hell.
5: You look at this party that Kurt Bardella was talking about, their continued decline, not only in California, but all across the country. And you look at them and you just sit there and go, wait a second. Now. This, is a con- this, this is a political party that spent the past five years trashing the fbi Mm
2: -hmm. because the fbi got a fisa warrant that was based on a dossier paid for by hillary clinton and the democrat party to wiretap to surveil the trump campaign trump transition team and trump presidency yes sir you bet your ass we are questioning the fbi
5: who by the way got Got Donald Trump elected.
2: Uh, no, the FBI tried to get him not elected, you idiot. I think the same hair dye thing is going on with Jen Psaki, except for his is blonde. The,
5: the, the head of the FBI got Donald Trump elected, uh, trashing the CIA.
2: James Comey got uh, Donald Trump elected. That's fantastic. Uh,
5: Trashing the intelligence community.
2: Yeah, we should, actually, because they're uh, really working against us.
5: Uh, Sitting back, being quiet for the most part, especially in the House when Donald Trump said he trusted Russia and Vladimir Putin more than he trusted our intel community.
2: I don't trust any of the departments of our federal government. Not one freaking one of them.
5: Now they're trashing General Milley, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs. How
2: could you do that? He's a political tool, but other than that, how could you do that?
5: This is what we Republicans back when I was... This is why nobody watches your show. The Republican. This is what we always accused democrats are doing we would go around i'd be
2: campaigning oh no we're we're looking at democrats and republicans in the deep state
5: well what do you think about this here well we're not letting that church commission gut our intel community you know well, we talked about the church commission for like 80 years or maybe 20 or 30 uh <laughs> but it's just insane this is a party <laughs> that is now attacking generals yeah The FBI, the CIA, the intel community, the very people who keep us safe.
2: Yeah, the very people who are keeping protesters locked in the D.C. equivalent of the Bastille for an insurrection that never happened. Other than that, Joe, God, I'd love to sit down and and take him on his awful show, on his awful, awful show. I really would love to do that. Let's move on to other stuff, shall we? The welfare of children is, is important to all of us. Um, I've devoted a good share of my life uh, in broadcasting to the uh, prevention of child abuse and for those who have been abused, helping those who have been abused, foster and adoption, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It is near and dear to me because I come from an abusive background as a child. I won't get into all the details, but let me just say, uh, you know, probably a little PTSD there. Probably just a little just a little bit, at school, being bullied from uh, ages ages 6 to uh, the age of, I guess, 16 or so, and then, uh, then going home and experiencing hell almost every single day. So I've been there, done that, and when I see that the FBI blew it with regard to the molestation of gymnasts, of American gymnasts, there's an agent named Michael Langman, came from the Justice Department, Inspector General Report. Apparently, he was approached, he had questioned... A number of these gymnasts who appeared yesterday on Capitol Hill, including Michaela Maroney, Simone Biles, Maggie Nichols, and Ali Raisman. There was a major investigation going on of this uh, coach, Nassar, who is now in jail, by the way. He's serving 175 years in prison, all right? So this man was actively molesting the U.S. gymnastics team, molesting this man. Larry Nassar was his name, all right? This man had failed to respond to allegations by the gymnast that they had been sexually abused by Nassar with the urgency that the allegations required. Okay? This other person, Michael Langman, the the agent here, uh, was a supervisory special agent in the FBI's Indianapolis field office when he interviewed Olympic medalist Michaela Maroney in 2015 about her allegations of abuse by Nassar. They did nothing about it. They did nothing about it. And the the molestation went on and on and on and on allegations of abuse were originally brought up in 2015, but they failed to bring any charges, leaving Nassar to abuse 120 more victims over the next 17 months. In 2017, Nassar, Nassar, what the hell his name is, pleaded guilty to abusing 10 of the more than 265 women and girls who have come forward to say they were molested. This dope. Michael Landon did nothing about it, and girls were being raped. Why is this not a gigantic story? Why is this not a gigantic story? Here is the foul, filthy, awful leader of the FBI offering a feeble apology to these women who endured years of sexual abuse while the FBI did nothing about the abuser.
6: Good morning, uh, Mr. Chairman, ranking member Grassley, members of the committee. On behalf of the entire FBI, uh, I want to begin by saying to the brave Women who testified here this morning, Ms. Biles, Ms. Maroney, Ms. Nichols, and Ms. Raisman, and I gather there were some others uh, here today who were among the many who Nasser hurt. I'm deeply and, and profoundly sorry.
2: The reason why they were ignored is because the agency and the agent was run by an insensitive pig bastard, um, the uh, Michaela Maroney, literally, he was, she was being questioned by this man. and I don't want to be too graphic here, but she said that she told this agent that the uh, coach Nasser before their first session, apparently, where he was going to suppose, he's a, he's a physician, I guess, and a physical therapist, he said, uh, uh, go in there and put on your shorts. Don't put any underwear on. When she came in and laid down for her treatment, he physically penetrated her with his fingers. Okay? Um, the, this agent, Michael Langman asked where he penetrated. She said, the main area. He said, how about the other area? And she said, no. And he said, do you feel like this treatment uh, actually benefited you as an athlete? Can you believe this? There's a little bit more from the, the head of the FBI. To each
6: and every one of you. I'm sorry for what you and your families have been through. Uh, I'm sorry that so many different people let you down over and over again. And I'm especially so... <laughs> it's
2: so sad. meaningless and just awful that this bureaucrat would say this at this point. Sorry
6: that there were people at the FBI who had their own chance to stop this monster back in 2015 and failed and that
2: you need to be sued into oblivion
6: is inexcusable it never should have happened and we're doing everything in our power to make sure it never happens again
2: oh yeah and by the way the state department is doing everything they can to get Americans and our allies out of afghanistan you can trust us you can trust us. We're not the deep state. We are here to keep you safe. Just ask Joe Scarborough. He knows. Joe Scarborough didn't have an intern die in his office. I, just, I, I don't know. Nobody's ever answered that question. An intern, a young intern actually died in his office. So kind of weird, kind of weird. Here is Simone Biles in the, uh, in the testimony.
7: I will close with one final thought. The scars of this horrific abuse continue to live with all of us. As the lone competitor in the recent Tokyo Games who was a survivor of this horror, I can assure you that the impacts of this man's abuse are not ever over or forgotten. The announcement in the spring of 2020 that the Tokyo Games were to be postponed for a year meant that I would be going to the gym, to training, to therapy, living daily among the reminders of this story for another 365 days. As I've as I have stated in the past, one thing that helped me push each and every day was the goal of not allowing this crisis to be ignored. I worked incredibly hard to make sure that my presence could maintain a connection between the failures and the competition at Tokyo 2020. That has proven to be an exceptionally difficult burden for me to carry, particularly when, traveled to, when required to travel to Tokyo without the support of any of my family. I am a strong individual and I will persevere, but I never should have been left alone to suffer the abuse of Larry Nasser. And the only reason I did was because of the failures that lie at the heart of the abuse that you are now asked to investigate.
2: Can you imagine trying to compete? Can you imagine how violated you would feel? Sickening. Here is, uh, I've got a couple of sound bites I want you to hear from Michaela Maroney, and I just want you to hear her. I think it's important you hear this story because it's not being covered in depth by the national media. As
8: most of you are probably aware, I was molested by the U.S. Gymnastics national team and Olympic team doctor Larry Nassar. And in actuality, he turned out to be more of a pedophile than he was a doctor. What I'm trying to bring to your attention today is something incredibly disturbing and illegal. After telling my entire story of abuse to the FBI in the summer of 2015, not only did the FBI not report my abuse, but when they eventually documented my report 17 months later, they made entirely false claims about what I said. After reading the Office of Inspector General's OIG report, I was shocked and deeply disappointed at this narrative they chose to fabricate.
2: I'm going to say a couple of things here uh, that are going to shake you up a little bit and and the reason why I think that these young women were not being taken seriously. Um, there were a lot of snide remarks made about gymnasts. Uh, there is a lot of sexualization of gymnasts. Even though they are doing their very best, their very level best to be absolutely excellent. Absolutely excellent at what they do. This happens frequently with women's sports. Here is some more from uh, Michaela about her abuse.
8: This treatment was 100% abuse and never gave me any relief.
2: Now, listen to this before two giant national, international events, what happened to her? And she was able to find the wherewithal within her to compete at a championship level.
8: I then told the FBI about Tokyo, the day he gave me a sleeping pill for the plane ride, to then work on me later that night. That evening I was naked, completely alone, with him on top of me, molesting me for hours. I told them I thought I was going to die that night because there was no way that he would let me go. But he did. I then proceeded to tell them about London and how he'd sign me up last on his sheet so he could molest me for hours twice a day. I told, him, I told them how he molested me right before I won my team gold medal. I thought, given the severity of this situation, that they would act quickly for the sake of protecting other girls. But instead, it took them 14 months to report anything when Larry Nassar, in my opinion, should have been in jail that day. He should
2: have. Michael Langman, the agent there, by the way. First alerted of abuse in 2015 by this young woman, failed to bring charges, leaving him to abuse 120 more victims over the next 17 months. One more clip from uh, Michaela.
8: The FBI, USOC, and USAG sat idly by as dozens of girls and women continued to be molested by Larry Nassar. Let's be honest, by not taking immediate action from my report, they allowed a child molester, To go free for more than a year and this inaction directly allowed nassar's abuse to continue what is the point of reporting abuse if our own fbi agents are going to take it upon themselves to bury that report in a drawer they had legal legitimate evidence of child abuse and did nothing if they're not going to protect me i want to know who are they trying to protect What's even more upsetting to me is that we now we know that these FBI agents have committed an obvious crime. They falsified my statement. Yes. And that is illegal in itself. Yet no recourse has been taken against them. The Department of Justice refused to prosecute these individuals.
2: And I'm sure the President of the United States, if he met them, he'd just sniff them. <laughs> Former acting uh, FBI uh, director Andrew McCabe is a paid contributor to CNN. He appeared on the network uh, to talk about the Saturday's Plans demonstrations um, in support of the January 6th incarcerated protesters. Curiously, McCabe was never asked about the FBI's mishandling of the gymnast abuse scandal, which, by the way, he presided over. He literally took over CNN's air with a stunning congressional testimony this week. But... McCabe, who played a central part in the investigation of former President Donald Trump and whether his campaign had inappropriate and illegal help from Russian intel agencies to rig rig the 2016 election, which was proven absolutely false, by the way. And we're hearing that the uh, the final uh, verdict is coming out on that. He is an expert on all things FBI. He wrote a, a book called The Threat, How the FBI Protects America in the Age of Terror and Trump. He equated Donald Trump with terror. So here is a guy who is an ideal expert to discuss the failure of his department to handle the abuse that gymnasts suffered under Larry Nassar, and they completely skipped over that. Listen to this: not only did they only focus on the January sixth, you know, insurrection or whatever, or the, what's coming up this Saturday, they skipped him and then went to the gymnast story without asking him about it. This is why CNN sucks Major You Know.
4: That feeling is not going away, and it's not going away partially because you have notable Republicans first and foremost the former president and others on the Hill
6: who are fueling these lies but see you know
2: listen Joe Scarborough says that a guy who is was ahead of the FBI who wrote a book called The Threat how the FBI protects American in the age of terror and Trump is only looking out for us and only protecting all of us don't you get it?
4: Fueling this disinformation and really stoking the flames of what ultimately can lead to violence we saw that on january 6th let's hope we don't see it uh this weekend
9: let's hope it is dangerous though it is just so dangerous andy mccabe great to see you thank you very much the fbi on the hot seat during an emotional senate hearing (laughs) did you
2: hear the did you hear the jump that was an evil knievel jump okay that is fonzie going over the shark tank listen to it again to violence we saw that on january 6th Let's hope we don't see it uh, this weekend.
9: Let's hope. It is dangerous, though. It is just so dangerous. Andy McCabe, great to see you. Thank you very much. The FBI on the hot seat during an emotional Senate hearing. That's evil. Abuse allegations. With that's. I
2: mean, that's that's communistic. That's just that's an affront to the uh, the First Amendment. Honestly, wow. All right, we're gonna move on. We're gonna talk to uh, Emerald Robinson, a White House correspondent for uh, Newsmax. She's terrific, and she's got some inside information you will not get anywhere. I don't care any any network. We're gonna talk to her in just one second. Do want to mention that if you are still going to the post office and still paying full price for postage, you shouldn't be. Stamps.com is right there, okay? You, you don't have there to go in there anymore. You can mail and ship anytime, anywhere, write from your computer, send letters, ship packages, pay less, a lot less, up to 40% from post office rates, up to 66% off UPS rates. Stamps.com is a fraction of the cost of these expensive uh, postage meters as well. You, you know, you've had the postage meter in, in your office, maybe. And if you're you've got, you know, a, a lot of shipping that you do at home. Just sign up uh, for a four-week trial. Go to uh, Snaps.com, enter promo code NEWSMAX. You get a four-week trial plus free postage and the digital scale. How's that? No long-term commitments, no contracts. Let's call the glorious Emerald Robinson in Washington, D.C., shall we?
3: Hello.
2: I'm very excited to have you back on again because there's, uh, oddly enough, I know it's kind of strange, there's a lot of news coming out of Washington, D.C. these days. (laughs)
3: <laughs> I you know, we've been saying that for like four or five years now. Yeah, exactly. We think we get used to it, but we just don't. Yeah, yeah. We all expected it. You know, when Biden took office, they we were like, "Oh well, you know, things should be sleepier."
2: Yeah, yeah.
3: but they're not.
2: Yeah, this is uh, very he troubling. Is,
3: but yeah, the news isn't. <laughs> well, the the uh,
2: the the entire uh, Millie and Nancy Pelosi uh, with regard to Bob Woodward's book, if true. I was thinking about this overnight. Nancy Pelosi is a sworn enemy of Donald Trump. She has been an enemy since day one. And she even tore up his State of the Union address behind him on camera after he finished it. General Milley is the same thing, yet Nancy Pelosi, a sworn enemy of this president, could call up a general and say, you know, he's crazy, I think he's crazy. And the general goes, you know, I think he's crazy too. Let's act autonomously and call a Chinese general and warn him, and let's take the president out of the loop, out of the chain of command, even though he is the commander-in-chief. And yet some people, like Jen Psaki yesterday and, and Joe Biden, are defending
8: that.
3: Yeah, well, you know what they all am- admitted is that there isn't necessarily civilian control of the military, which is extremely concerning. Yeah. They also exhibited that, hey, Donald Trump was right all along. There's a deep state, yeah. and it extends to the military. It's not just the CIA, the State Department, the Department of Justice, and any other bureaucratic agency here in Washington, D.C. It's also the military, which is scary.
2: Yeah, what did you uh, learn yesterday? I think the thing that surprised me the most, well... It surprised me, but then it, after I thought about it, it didn't surprise me, is that I thought it was fairly cut and dry. If a general and the Speaker of the House go behind the president's back and unilaterally, they unilaterally decided, A, to uh, somehow, even though Nancy Pelosi, if you hear her talk, how could you say she is mentally stable? They have decided to diagnose the president themselves and then act on their own without any input from anybody else to circumnavigate the president. This is insanity, honestly. If you look Look at Joe Biden's, just his mental state. It's fairly obvious to all of us. How could this happen and how could people be cool with this, Emerald?
3: I think more Americans are waking up. I don't think people are cool with this. Uh, the Unfortunately, the D.C. establishment is cool with this. Um, though it has gotten some people who are even on, didn't like Donald Trump, didn't want him to be commander-in-chief, but they are... Con- oh, like, for example, Lieutenant Colonel Alexander Venman who was the real whistleblower in the Ukraine impeachment trial, even he said, this is a terrible precedent. <laughs> yeah. And when Jen Saki was asked, well, what if is, what is General Milley one day thinks Joe Biden's out of bounds, which... <laughs> One might have thought so in the Afghanistan debacle, which she didn't clearly
0: yeah. do anything
3: about, letting Bagram go and other missteps in the withdrawal. Um, she was asked, well, what if he thinks that Biden is out of bounds? And she said, well, that won't be an issue.
2: Unbelievable. It's funny, he, I saw Secretary of State Blinken being questioned about Joe Biden's uh, uh, comments being cut off again, mid-sentence by the White House, and, and he chuckled, he giggled nervously like, how could you possibly think that Joe Biden is not mentally fit? He's He said literally, well, he, he's didn't focused. he did
3: just say that. He straight up lied. He yeah. tried to create a different reality. Yeah. He said, that didn't happen. Uh, it's like, no, we all saw it. No, that didn't happen.
2: Wow. Wow. Just amazing. Uh, one more thing: There are a lot of people, even in New York City, who are they've there's this new uh, uh, four-word chant about Joe Biden, <laughs> uh, and, and it, it seems to be growing. Do you suppose what really precipitated this is the Afghan withdrawal being the final straw?
3: It seems like it started happening then, but honestly, it coincided with these massive vaccine mandates. Yes, and so you had the two just created an exponential effect where he actually was trying to get the news off of Afghanistan by instituting this overreaching mandate, and it's backfired. It has been, like I said, created an exponential backlash where each one would have been bad enough, but you compound them together, and people are just irate.
2: Yeah. I, I agree. One more thing. There's a rally this Saturday in Washington, D.C. I do believe the uh, the deep state, Nancy Pelosi, they're going to do their level best to make it into uh, something that it is not. This is a peaceful gathering to protest uh, Washington's new Bastille, where January 6th protesters are being held as political prisoners. Uh, what are you seeing in the city as far as preparation for it, and what do you predict is going to
3: happen? Well, they've been putting up some fitting in, in securing the capitol. I have concern because clearly we've learned a little bit more since January 6th about possible uh, you know these unindicted co-conspirators.
2: Mhm. Very
3: important term. Yep. And we're learning more about the Gretchen Whitmer kidnapping scandal yep. which it now appears and even the judges, you know, are sympathetic to this that the FBI informants and undercover agents were instigating this. They were actually the leaders on it. Yep. So I am a bit concerned about this because I think that people who might be coming to this rally need to be very aware of their surroundings. Yes. They need to be very aware of the people who might be pushing them to do something, yep. uh, instigating things, or, 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 you know, I I think that, you know, it's, you should be able to assemble and have your voice heard yeah but people need to be keenly aware of their surroundings and who is around them
2: yeah and there will be people pushing their buttons and there will be people uh, yeah. uh, and they've got everybody's got to have their cell phone cameras out and they've got to they've got to take copious notes about everything that's going on because there are, a yeah. group, there are a group of people in this country who want to create another January 6th. It's not going exactly. to happen. It's not going to happen. But they're going to do their level best to get anything, a fragment yeah, of anything. Yeah, the January
3: 6th narrative is falling apart, and they really want to push domestic terrorism.
2: Yeah, I know.
3: They yeah. want to turn it on the American people, and they need, because the January 6th is falling apart, since the Gresham Whitmer scandal has fallen apart, they need something else.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, Emerald, I greatly appreciate your time today. I hope maybe we can talk uh, maybe Monday after the uh, rally and see what happened if you get the time. Okay. That
3: sounds great.
2: All right. Have a glorious weekend with your family. Okay.
3: You too, Rob. Thanks. All right. Talk
2: to you soon. As always, Emerald Robinson doing a spectacular job on, uh, on Newsmax and I love having her on the show. I want to move into a couple of things that happened yesterday on Newsmax. Uh, Grant Stinchfield had a gentleman on named uh, Joe Sabo. Joe Sabo, is uh, uh out of Denver, Colorado and he is trying to get people out of Afghanistan and that is a very um uh noble attempt. Uh, he has an organization called Digital Dunkirk um to uh withdraw I guess. They also call themselves Team America and they are attempting a grassroots effort to uh, to get Americans out of, uh, of Afghanistan. And unfortunately this man is, um, uh, he became very political on Grant's show and, uh, Grant gave him a little what fur. Here's how the interview started yesterday with him refusing to accept the fact that the Taliban is holding Americans and their our allies hostage.
1: Are we in a full on hostage situation now, Joe? Uh,
9: no, I, I can't, I can't comment on that. I don't think it's a hostage situation. I think there's, um, Certainly coordination problems between the State Department and the Taliban as to agreeing on, uh, on flights leaving and, and who should be on them and when that should happen. And I think there's a lot of well-meaning uh, veterans groups doing this, and I think there's some that are getting in the way, frankly. And so um, the ones that are, are, are you know, helping and, and you know, are credible or are coordinating with the U.S. government at this point. Um, and I think, you know, we just need to work uh, patiently to try to get these people out. Okay, I'm a guy. I
2: agree, I agree, I agree. But Sabo decided to say that uh, uh, Donald Trump had uh, something to do with this, and he didn't do anything in his administration. This is right before Grant gave him what fur.
1: My 12-year-old son knew about it, and so um, I've got Americans there that are stuck. To me, that's a hostage situation. But, Joe, I appreciate yeah. you working to get them out. I really do, yeah. and I wish you with all do re- the best. With due respect, them. thank uh, you for
9: with due respect, Grant, I mean, like, veterans, you know, being one, right, and our friends are over there, um, right. we followed this closely from multiple administrations, and we know the uh, Trump's I'm, administration's efforts here were fairly weak, yeah. that they were trying to limit the number of people that would get out, and Joel- so there was...
2: Okay, so there he is saying that Donald Trump's efforts were weak, even though uh, it looks like he he was he was really getting the ball rolling as far as getting uh, uh, people out um, and uh, and doing a a good job with it. And he was and and he had a plan and he handed a plan to Joe Biden and uh, Joe Biden um, did uh, threw it out the window, basically threw it out the window and blamed the Trump administration essentially uh, as as equally as the Biden administration.
1: Joe, I'm going to cut you. I'm already already weak. I'm already low on time, Joe. Joe, cut him off, please. please. Cut him off now. Cut him off now. You're not going to blame this on President Trump on my show. That's not happening. Now, I appreciate the work that you're doing. God bless you for being a veteran. God bless you for trying to get Americans out. But don't come on this program and take the talking points of the left and blame President Trump. That's not helping anybody. The Biden administration screwed this up. From the very start, you know it, I know it, the country knows it. And to call them not hostages, I don't know how you don't call them hostages. They're stuck in Afghanistan with a country overrun with terrorists that are willing to kill them all. I'm mad about that, man. I really am.
2: Wow. Woo! Drop the mic, Grant Stinchfield. Come on now. We just, you know, I'm tired of uh, people couching words. I'm tired of uh, Donald Trump being blamed for this and that. And, and, and the children and the children in the White House right now who are willing to blame everything on the previous info- administration. That is childish. Joe Biden says that the buck stops with him and then he blames Donald Trump. And it's nonsense. He, he is a shadow of a man compared to the previous president. <laughs> Here is Eric Bolling talking to General uh, Michael Flynn about the Milley phone call. Making those calls when a seated U.S. president, to, to, literally
4: telling the Chinese government, don't worry, I will subvert my own president and work with you to make sure you're okay. How is that not treason, sir? Yeah, well, I'll tell you what it is. It's illegal, it's immoral, and it's unethical. I just wonder
2: if uh, on the phone call, uh, you know, during the phone call, um, uh, the Milley and uh, General uh, Lee uh, wore condoms.
4: And Mark Milley should should be immediately, immediately uh, told to drop his stars, and, and uh, he should be... Re- because clearly they're very close. Signing in disgrace, if not completely fired and publicly... The one institution that we cannot lose hope in and faith in, which because every other institution of government, Eric, the the American people have lost faith in. The one institution that still remains is our uniformed military. And Mark Milley, you know, Mark Milley is doing such incredible. I mean, he's actually doing grave, grave, which is the strongest word I can use, grave damage to the institute of the military by continuing to stay in the uh, in the office of Chairman of the Joint Chiefs. Amen. And that is a that is a place that I worked. I work for a chairman.
2: I know the intelligence guys. He said the uh, the biggest threat to the country is uh, is domestic terrorism, meaning Trump supporters. He also said he wanted to understand white rage because he's white, and that's really important. That's why they're teaching CRT at West Point. can see how you showed those those maps at the beginning. Trust me, this man's a woke jackass.
4: For him to stand up there and say that they didn't know. That's, a, that's an excuse. You don't make excuses at this level of our armed forces. There's no
2: excuse. And let's not forget he didn't know the Taliban was coming. The Taliban was closing in on the most populous and most important city in Afghanistan, which was Kabul. How
4: could this man look the American people in the eye and say that other than to, defer, to, to divert attention to the fact that they failed and Americans died? Yeah, he's, Mark Milley, to make that statement, is full of it. Uh, we retreated. We retreated from Afghanistan. We surrendered to the Taliban and we retreated under fire and we left American citizens behind enemy lines. There's no other way to say it. I mean, this is such a humiliation and a shaming of America. And for Mark Milley, I I mean, I I actually, when it all happened, it was so heartbreaking for me, especially for the 13 uh, military who lost their lives and gave the the last true measure of devotion to our freedom. Uh, I was actually more upset with the military, and particularly Mark Milley, for the decisions that were, they were made, because this is Tactics 101. We're not that incompetent in the military. There's there's a level of complicity here by Mark Milley. And now, with some of these statements that are coming out of, of Woodward's book and this latest statement that just came out of the chairman's office, this is not good. This is not good for the sure. country.
2: All right. Um, I'm wicked long today. Uh, I do want to mention something. Right now, there are four non-astronauts uh, astronauts circling, circling the world. They were uh, launched uh, via SpaceX. Now, a lot of people, they'll make fun of Elon Musk. They'll make fun of all this stuff. We went from billions and billions and billions and billions and decades of research and computing to get men on the moon, uh, to get them out of uh, the atmosphere, to uh, to, uh, uh, put them on space stations and all this. This is American exceptionalism. This is uh, the free market working in a way we have never seen in the history of mankind. We are witnessing history. We are so barraged by so many things in our lives every single day. All of the, the, uh, the, the, the bad news, the good news, the politics, and this and that. But a, a private entrepreneur just sent four non-astronauts into space for three days, and he will return them, hopefully, safely to Earth. And we will, if we live long enough, and it won't be too long, we will have the ability to go in space, into space as civilians. And we may may even be able to vacation on the moon before long. You laugh, but we went from just a couple of years ago, just two two years ago, only astronauts, state-run space agencies going into space, and now we've had. People sent into suborbit and then to the space station, and now we have four people orbiting the Earth, non astronauts. This is as big as the smartphone. Don't forget that. And when you look at the exceptionalism of the United States of America, this is just the latest chapter. 250 years ago, the way of the world was a single ball musket. And riding on a horse. Rarely was indoor plumbing there. During the last century, we went to uh, electricity. We went to, well, we had photography. We invented radio and television. The internet. The smartphone. And right now, in our pockets, we carry with us the Library of Alexandria times a billion. Our forefathers never would have known that the freedoms that they put in our Constitution would cause this unbelievable revolution, this intellectual and uh, invention revolution the likes mankind has ever seen, and it's only accelerating, and you're living through it. I wanted to end the show on this. Because so many things we get distracted, but don't realize, or please realize, that beyond the politics of the day, extraordinary things are happening. And I'm not meaning to suck up to Elon Musk, not mean to suck up to him. But extraordinary things are happening right before our eyes. And occasionally we need to stop and go, holy hell that's going to do it for the show. Thank you for joining me today. Thank uh, Emerald Robinson for joining me today. If you would uh, get a chance to go to uh, NewsmaxTV.com slash podcast for all of the uh, digital uh, platforms. There are plenty of them out there, just plenty of them out there. And of course, uh, my TV show, which is Rob Carson's What in the World is on Newsmax this weekend. You can check out NewsmaxTV.com for the archive of that and go to Stamps.com today intercode Newsmax. Find out more about getting a uh, postage meter for your uh, your home and save yourself time time and some money. Uh, God bless our first responders and police. God bless our military, both living and past, and our Gold Star families. God bless you, of course, and until tomorrow, do not catch the stupid.
1: Thanks for listening to the Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson. Check your cable guide or NewsmaxTV.com. Or watch free on YouTube, Roku, Apple, Pluto, Zumo, Amazon Fire, and your smart TV. Newsmax, America. America's fastest-growing cable news channel. Check NewsmaxTV.com for details. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive, sought-after, rare, and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne.